Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. With Tesco, where you won't pay more for the products that matter most to you. Tesco, every little helps. Certainly not everyone who can say they know the founder of Dell, Michael Dell, personally and have worked with him. But uh, my next guest is one of the main players in Dell and he is retiring from his role as Vice President of Client Support within Dell's Global Support and Deployment Organisation, which is a bit of a mouthful. Uh, Newcastle West native Dennis Kelly is with me. He's passionate too about Limerick's future and we'll touch on some of that uh, with him. Good morning to you, Dennis. Good morning, Joe. Thanks for having me. So how do you end up working with Michael Dell? Well, <clears throat> Joe, my story began probably in 1982, when at the time I was waiting to become a guard, like my brother. Uh, unfortunately, or fortunately as it may be, uh, the guards were not hiring at the time, and uh, I began my journey actually in the building of about to finish my journey in, in, in working for Atari. And uh, Atari um, gave me the opportunity to enter into the business world uh, but unfortunately, as you know, Atari didn't last that long. I spent 13 great years with a, a privately owned company in Abbeyfield called Costal and worked with them <clears throat> through many different functions and had the opportunity to do some work overseas, particularly in uh, Barnsley and Barcelona. In 1996, in fact, in the 11th of August 1996, uh, I got a call from Dell that asked me to, would I jo- come and join the company. And... Um, um, at the time, I really needed to make the career choice. Did I st- would I stay in Castell and Abbeyfield or would I actually move? I chose to move and uh, there began a journey, a journey that has taken me all over the world, given me multiple opportunities to meet some of the best and brightest people in the world. And uh, I've had multiple different careers with Dell. And some years later, having spent some time in manufacturing, I got the opportunity to head up services in Dell in Europe and from there I got a global role which allowed me to uh, lead the business operations which is effectively the order management for Dell across the globe and at the time Dell was doing quite a lot of acquisitions. In fact Michael Dell at the time spent 55 billion making acquisitions and we had a lot of issues integrating um, those companies into our systems. So I was asked to move to Austin, Texas to headquarters, and um, I spent uh, many years there where at first I ran the sales and marketing enablement, which is a very fancy name of saying, how do you integrate these companies, these great companies that Michael had bought into a big, huge Dell? And uh, approximately six years ago, I was asked to head up the global consumer support for Dell. And that, at the time, was, uh, you know, three out of every ten boxes we sold as a consumer box and uh, it's low margin, high volume. And I got the opportunity to work, you know, with many brilliant people across the world. And Dennis, what <clears throat> is Michael Dell like to work with, to interact with? He's a very, very, very good person. And, you know, the best way I can kind of articulate that, Joe, is that Dell has reinvented itself so many times through one leader. There is no other technology company in this world that can actually point to the founder being the leader of the company still, driving it forward in an age where technology is absolutely outpacing everything in terms of change and transformation. He's a brilliant person. Uh, He gives people great chances. And, you know, we have great stories of our own folks here in Limerick 
moving to Austin and becoming leaders of that company. Does Michael Dell believe in the Limerick operation? Uh, absolutely. Um, our Limerick operation is something that is of immense pride to Michael Dell. And it's immense pride because of the transformation we have made. The transformation that has allowed us to lead in a customer view Dell Technologies. And if I could take a few moments just to explain that, Joe. So we have five major functions within Dell Technologies in Limerick. Some years back, <clears throat> we looked at how we create a value proposition for those Dell Technologies functions. So like many other multinationals, there isn't just one global function under one roof. There are five within Dell and Limerick. So we created a value proposition that allows us to actually showcase our capabilities as a campus in Limerick. Okay. And Let's just make that a little simpler for me now because okay. I'm a little okay. bit lost. Okay, so, so the bottom line, Joe, is what we have in Limerick now is as close to adding value for the here and now and for the future of our customers' greatest needs. So, example, we run one-third of the global cybersecurity from our Limerick campus. We have a solution centre in Limerick, a solution centre being where customers have a business problem and they want a technology solution. It has the greatest conversion rate of any solution centre that Dell has on the globe. And that obviously was part of what was needed really for Dell in Limerick after 10 years ago. And we know about the job losses then. It was looking to a new way of making the almost 1,000 people who still work at Dell in Limerick relevant to the wider Dell group. Yeah, the greatest thing that we have as an asset is our people. And our people embrace change in a way I don't think anybody else does. But to give some context to who we have, one third of our workforce have been with the company less than five years. One third of our workforce have been with the company between five and 15 years. And one third of our workforce have been with the company 15 years and more. And in fact, those people that have been with the company 15 years and more have had five, on average, five different careers with Dell. Mm. Interesting. Okay, we're talking to Dennis Kelly, um, who is a very senior figure in the Dell organisation, and uh, he's going to celebrate his retirement at no better place than Thoman Park uh, later uh, this evening. We'll take a short break and chat a little bit more to Dennis after that. Call Limerick Today now on 46 Holiday hotspots with Shannon Airport. New places and happy faces at Shannon Airport. Uncover your next city break on shannonairport.ie. Krakow is the most popular tourist city in Poland. So after a three-hour flight from Shannon, don't be surprised to find a thronged metropolis where one of the most historical and wondrous cities in Europe is waiting to be discovered. Krakow has a breathtaking array of architectural styles. Of course, no visit to Krakow is complete without a visit to Auschwitz, located about 50 kilometres from the city. Parks close, travel far. No annoying bus transfers and no waiting around. Discover best value parking online at shannonairport.ie. 
It's time to party and save big at Harvey Norman's 16th birthday sale. Big birthday savings in store and online across TVs and home appliances. Save 600 euro on the Sony 55-inch 4K Android TV. Now just 999. Or the Bosch 8KG heat pump dryer, now 599, saving you 40 euro. And we'll match all competitors' prices, even their sale prices. So why shop anywhere else? Celebrate and save with us today. Harvey Norman's 16th birthday sale, now on. Ladies, Sunday, October 13th is James Barry Motors Ladies' Day at Limerick Racecourse. Dress to impress to be in with a chance to win a Seat and be the for a year. Further prizes from Rain Spa at the Radisson, Inish and Keynes Jewellers. Fashion show with Celia Home and Lee. Free buses from Limerick City and Adair. See limerickraces.ie. At Adams of Glen, we have the award-winning Peugeot SUV range on display. The Peugeot 2008, 3008 and Limerick's best-selling seven-seater Peugeot 5008. With up to 3,750 scrappage and flexible payment options and a five-year warranty, now is the time to test drive these super SUVs at Adams of Glen. Adams of Glen. The University of Limerick Accommodation Officers seeking accommodation for their students for the coming academic year. If you have a room in your home that you'd like to rent, please email accommodation at ul.ie or phone 061-202-331. Does autumn make your cheeks glow rosy before hurrying home to get snuggled and cosy? Lounge on the spacious Fulton Corner sofa in grey. Now just 1995 at Casey's. This season make your home all it can be. Your home, your Casey's. Fast nationwide delivery and 12 months interest-free finance available now from Casey's.ie. The Limerick Diary on Live 95. Hi, I'm Anne-Marie and here's your latest Limerick Diary. Kilfinnan Community Council will host an intercultural food fair at Ballyhower Apple Farm on Saturday the 12th of October from 2 to 4.30pm. There will be a Rock Hill Brewery Defibrillator Association vintage run from the sports field in Brewery on Sunday the 13th of October at 10.30am. There will be a Knockaney afternoon tea dance on Sunday the 13th of October in Knockaney Community Centre from 3pm to 6pm and all proceeds are in aid of Knockaney Community Centre. The session will be held in the Millennium Centre Caharconlish on Wednesday the 16th of October at 8.30pm. A table quiz will be held in O'Driscoll's Bar Corbally on Thursday the 17th of October at 8.30pm in aid of Parkville FC. And finally, here are some upcoming events in aid of Live 95 helping Limerick children. Parkway Shopping Centre will hold a clothing collection for the next three weeks on the Fridays from 4 to 8pm and the Saturdays from noon to 4pm starting this Friday the 11th of October and finishing on Saturday the 26th of October. There will be a coffee morning at Kilmartin Educational Services from 9am to 1pm on Friday the 1st of November. If you'd like to include an upcoming charity or non-profit making event in our Limerick Diary, you can email limerickdiary at live95.ie. The Limerick Diary on Live 95. Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. With the new F&F Autumn Winter Collection. Now available exclusively at Tesco. We're chatting to Dennis Kelly from Newcastle West. He's stepping down as Vice President of Client Support within Dell's Global Support and Deployment Organisation. That's a, a big worldwide role, I can tell you. Um, Dennis, the kind of travel then that you've had to do with this job? Yeah, Joe, it's, um, it's been tasking, but it's also been very enlightening to, to meet different cultures, different people 
who fundamentally all have the same value systems. Everybody worries about their family, their future, the education of their family, the health of their family and the protection of their family. So what you find, I think, is that the core values of people globally are all the same. I'm often asked that question. So it's it's been great. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's been a great experience. But flying to Hong Kong five times in a year, how long is that flight? 17 hours and 40 minutes. That is something I probably will not miss. I believe it. <laughs> and you did spend a lot of your time uh, as Austin, Texas is your base and then travelling to other places. Then, as you say, you've been lucky to be back in Limerick for the last few years, haven't you? I have indeed, Joe. And uh, I've enjoyed the incredible support of a, a bunch of people who are truly world-class in terms of their attitude and aptitude and application of learning and their ability to reinvent themselves is second to none. What about Limerick itself? Let's actually talk first of all about a topic that's been very much in people's minds recently and that is the future of Shannon Airport. Yeah, obviously this is very near and dear to my heart, Joe, because um, having spent 24 years travelling, I come in and out of Shannon and it's always a, a big welcome home. I studied recently the summary report from Dr. Katrina Cahill and it makes for very interesting reading, albeit not very enjoyable reading from a regional standpoint. And I stress a regional standpoint. And if I may start with some data. <clears throat> so from 2005 to 2018, the numbers passing through Shannon has decreased from 3.3 million passengers to 1.7 million passengers. It's practically halved. Since 2013, the Irish economy has enjoyed the badge of being the fastest growing economy in all of Europe. Since 2012, as you know, we took ownership locally of the airport. However, the devil is in the detail. Since 2012, if you do a compare to 2018, the passenger numbers going through Shannon have increased by 460,000. In that period, the passenger numbers going through Dublin Airport has increased by 12.4 million. Now, just before anybody loses the run of themselves and blames government and blames everybody else, if you look at that in percentage terms, the growth of Dublin Airport, is uh, the growth of Shannon is less than 4% of the total of Dublin Airport. So for me, the DAA in Dublin Airport are doing an incredibly good job and we as a region, quite frankly, are asleep at the wheel. So here we are in the fastest growing economy and I do take the point that there are regional disparities between the level of economic growth per capita between Dublin and the rest of the country. But to my mind, that is not an excuse. The IDA, I believe, are doing an incredible job right now 58% of all of the jobs that are being created are being created outside of Dublin. So in the context of the 2040 plan, we have an issue. We have an issue locally. A lot has been spoken about, but I would like to see the following, if that's okay to, to mention. I would like to see a plan, a plan, not a, not a series of press releases that looks at where we go from the 1.7 million passengers back to the 3.3. In fact, Joe, the first quarter numbers this year show shows a further decrease in Shannon of 5%. And I've spoken to some of my peers locally in the industry in the last two weeks. I believe industry needs to step up. All of us as business leaders needs to 
need to step up right from Tralee to Galway in terms of an international hub within the EU post-Brexit. But I think we have to have better ideas than that, bigger ideas than that, because to drive passenger numbers, we need to not knock DAR Dublin. We need to salute them and understand what they've done to drive these numbers. But there are choices. There's a simple choice, do nothing. And we'd be like the village that has lost a village shop. And we'll all be crying wolf. But Shannon is the cornerstone of the west of Ireland. It is up to all of us to protect it. Dennis, uh, stay with me. I want to take a short break because I know you have something interesting to say. And again, it comes back to your knowledge and your experience about University Hospital Limerick too. Dennis Kelly uh, from Dell, who's stepping down uh, from his role and uh, his retirement event, let's say, is tonight at Dolman Park. Really enjoying our chat with Newcastle West native Dennis Kelly, who was right at the top of the tree in the Dell organisation, and he'll be celebrating his retirement today, including at a party at Thomond Park later. And hugely passionate about Limerick, as I promised you, he would be. And your comments on Channon Airport were very interesting. But I just want to ask you before we finish, because obviously logistics, how things work in big organisations, a huge part of what you do, and you'll have a bit more free time to look at these things now. What about the issues at University Hospital Limerick around the emergency department? Yes, Joe. <clears throat> so I, this is one I'm particularly passionate about because even from an industry point of view, being able to attract and retain employees is going to be a huge issue if we don't have a health service locally that their families, their families and the protection of the health of their families, <clears throat> excuse me, is the fundamentally the most important thing. So let's back up for a second. The trolley issue is ultimately the voice of failure of a sum of a lot of other issues. And I cringe like every other Limerick person when I turn on the news at night and the trolley number is at 82. We're at the peak. But fundamentally, without understanding, as I just spoke about on Shannon, the data, it's impossible, and I impossible to pinpoint what is going to change that. We've seen multiple organisation changes. We've seen lots of what I would call spray and pray mentality. So here's what I would say we need to do. The first thing is we need to define the problem. What is the problem? That can only be defined with data. And in simple terms, in layman terms, if we look going forward, because there's little value in looking back, and we look at the first month of next year, January, I don't know whether this exists or not. Is there a forecast as to the demand based on previous years as to how many people will present themselves in the University Hospital Limerick per hour? Is there a capacity plan aligned to that demand? And bearing in mind the two of those and the execution, what should we expect in terms of the total capacity of people being on trolleys each day? Now, I've spoken to a number of people, business leaders, who have data scientists. We have incredibly good academic institutions here. The variables associated with this, Joe, in other words, the, the differences that exist in all of those areas are not that many in the context of what we deal with every day. The predictive modelling that can be done, and I'm not saying that anybody should do the job of the HSE, but we should be using the data that we have to create an expectation of what we should experience. And I, I right now, 
I am speaking with a number of business leaders, very local, small group, and we're going to actually go and approach the hospital and see how we can help. It is not to do the job of the HSE, but it is to try and help to pinpoint the problems that exist in multiple areas so that action can be taken. I, I actually am getting very frustrated with the voice of failure being reported and the lack of a coherent plan based on demand and action. Dennis, do you fancy running for the directly elected mayor of Limerick when it comes up? Joe, I can do many things, but politics wouldn't be mine. Primarily because I don't have an ability to look in the rearview mirror. I sympathise with those guys because the amount of time that they have to spend looking backwards to answer questions. Uh, if I was to look backwards, I probably would have been fired many, many years ago. So, you know, I'm the type of individual that only we are where we are today and let's look forward and fix the issues that will make our citizens have a lot better life expectancy and, you know, economy in the west of Ireland and our region. Well, fair play to you. A Limerick man from Newcastle West made good. Congratulations on your fantastic career with Dell globally. Enjoyed the big party tonight at Thomond Park Stadium. And I think we'll be hearing from you in a number of different areas on this show and elsewhere. One last question. What's your favourite thing to do outside of work? Walk the beach in Ballybunion, Joe. I would say I've been to Bally... Bally and Bahrain, and that's why my passion is all along the, the west coast of Ireland. Bally, Bahrain will never compare, compare with Ballybunion. Good man. All right. Dennis Kelly, thank you very much for coming in. I really enjoyed the chat. Thanks, Joe. Call Limerick today now on 461995.